listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Wednesday afternoon. We're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up in tomorrow's podcast. We're going to talk about the latest in the Laura Owens situation. What is she up to now? Ugh. <laughs> it's almost comical now. We're going to talk a little Golden Globes. Haven't talked about that from Sunday. We're also going to talk about our favorite couple that has started a podcast recently, Amy and TJ. You know what they're talking about now on their podcast? Their sex life. Great. We're also going to discuss uh, The Traitors, season two, coming out on Friday. And there's a podcast that you might want to go listen to in Bachelor Nation. All that's coming up momentarily. So let's first start out by talking about tomorrow's weekly podcast. It is going to be with former Temptation Island host Mark Wahlberg. Now, I say former host because there is no word yet on is there going to be a season six? Do I ask Mark about it? Of course I do, because this show has normally filmed in September or October, and then aired the following year, whether it was January or February or one year, they waited all the way till June. I think last year's filmed in 2022, uh, September, October of 2022, but didn't even air until what, May or June of last year? Can't remember when season five aired, but I asked Mark, what's the deal? And he tells us what he can tell us. Spoiler might have some good news for you. The other thing that we talked to Mark about is the fact that he has started a podcast. You know, when we all watch Temptation Island over the last five seasons, everybody, every single night, if you took to Twitter and were reading the replies on people tweeting about the episode, half of them are about how great Mark is as a host, and half of them make comments about, I wish Mark was my therapist. So it's only natural that he decided to start a podcast, and it's called Bonfire Talks. The Bonfire Talks podcast on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. He also has video version as well, so you can go check that out. But a very fun talk with Mark. That's coming tomorrow on the weekly podcast. What's the latest in the Laura Owens situation? Still in the Arizona courts in terms of what's going to happen uh, with Clayton's lawyers filing a no. We're not letting her dismiss this. You know what the latest from Laura is? She's trying to shut down Reddit. There is a Reddit group called Justice for Clayton. And Laura has basically sent them a cease and desist. Like, You know... <laughs> It's laughable that she's suing Dave Neal. It's laughable that she sends me emails. It's laughable. This whole case is laughable. If you know, if you've followed along how many things that we have talked about with her in regards to this and how easy it is for her to just shut people up, but she'll never do it because we all know, well, she was never pregnant to begin with. But now she's literally trying to shut down a thread on the Internet that's just talking about her. <laughs> you know, for a woman who, uh, you know, allegedly just lost twins in her belly at seven months, she really doesn't seem to give a shit about it. 
because all she cares to do is talk about other people and email other people and fire off lawsuits and fire off cease and desists. It's it's unbelievable because, you know, I, I, I we've discussed this in so many other ways. But the thing is, if you look at this so simply. What's the biggest thing in this case is that pretty much nobody believes that she was ever pregnant. And that's what Clayton's lawyers are basically saying, like, wait a second. If she was pregnant and now she's claiming no longer pregnant, which is what she is claiming, we need to find out what happened here. You can't just disappear. And the whole reason why she wouldn't want to do that is because she's hiding something. Like, let's just take her side of it. Let's just defend Laura Owens here and say, everybody in America is doubting you. So if we're all wrong and you are right, wouldn't the easiest thing in the world be to just be like, look, double bird to everybody who ever doubted me. Look, this is where I went. This is what happened. It would be so easy to prove everybody wrong if you're her. Why do you think she's never proven everybody wrong with your basic stuff about how you can show that you were once pregnant? Because she's, you know, quote, no longer pregnant. Wouldn't it be the easiest thing in the world just to be like, hey, guys, you all doubt me? F you. And here's why. But she won't. And it's not because she won't. It's because she can't. It's so simple. It's why I've said for the last three or four times I've come on this podcast, hey, it would be so much easier for your life. And I'm sure it'll be a weight lifted off your shoulders if you just told the truth. The truth shall set you free. Sounds cliche, sounds corny, but in this situation, it would be so much easier for her. But it's not going to happen. She's had plenty of opportunities at this point since announcing she is no longer pregnant. That at this point, look, let's just let the Arizona courts handle it. But you look at it from her perspective. And it's just almost comical how easy it would be to shut people up, which is what she wants to do. She wants everyone to shut up. Shut up. Stop talking about me. Shut up. Stop talking about my pregnancy. Great. We will just shut just prove to us you were once pregnant. It's even at this point when you've said you've lost and you're no longer pregnant two as of two weeks ago, it's still very easy to prove that you were. But she won't do it. She wants everything to be dropped. Just stop talking about me. And now a message, basically a message board with a bunch of nameless, faceless people. You know how I feel about message boards. Now, the justice for Clayton thing, because Dave sent it to me has a lot of good ideas there, and, and they they want this case to be known. So they're doing actually a good thing. They're not like bachelor Reddit people who are completely insane and delusional and needs to be institutionalized along with Laura. What I'm saying is for this, Justice for Clayton on Reddit, they're constantly keeping the conversation going and letting more and more people know. And she's basically saying like, Oh, no, you need to stop this. Stop talking about a public case. <clears throat> They're not doing anything other than discussing her case amongst themselves 
Most of them aren't naming her by name. Some are, but at this point, let's stop it with the name thing. You know, for the longest time, I never, I never named Laura Owens in any of this. It wasn't until the second she wrote her Medium article talking about cyberbullying where she identified herself as, I'm the woman involved in the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal. My name is Laura Owens. From that point on, I've used her name. Some of the people on that uh, Reddit thread, Justice for Clayton, have never used her name, which is still kind of funny at this point because I might as well, guys. It's okay. But <laughs> she's trying to shut them down. What? Makes no sense to me whatsoever. All right, we have not spoken about the Golden Globes from Sunday night. And this is this is one of the questions that I had. Because I don't know the answer. I guess the easy answer would be COVID. But I pulled up the Golden Globes ratings. Basically from... I mean, I going all the way back to when ratings were basically taken. And if you go on Wikipedia, basically that starts in about 1996. From 1996 until 2020, the Golden Globes ratings were essentially 19 to 20 million people viewed it every single year. It would always air on Sunday nights on NBC. You had the occasional in 2006 and 2007. For whatever reason, it aired on Monday night. And then as we got to the COVID thing, it got a little wonky. We had a we had a Tuesday. And it would always air in January on a Sunday night. Um, in 2021, the first year back, you know, the first year after COVID, uh, it not after COVID, but you, you know what I mean. Because 2020, it aired in January of 2020. Clearly, COVID hadn't hit yet. So 2021, they pushed it back as far as they could. They put it February 28th. And that was the first year. And we're not talking about, oh, it went from 19 to 20 million to about 10 million. No. It got cut by, what, 70% here? 6 million people, 7 million people, excuse me, viewed it in 2021. In 2022, they didn't even televise it. Last year. 2023 drew 6.3 million. Now this year, and by the way, that was on a Tuesday. I don't know why they did it on a Tuesday last year. But by the way, this year went back to Sunday. It was on CBS. First time it's ever been on CBS. And it drew 9.4 million. So it went up, you know, a good amount. But 2020, before COVID, 18.3 million viewers. Then 2021, 6.9, 2022, untelevised, 2023, 6.3, and 2024, 9.4 million. What happened? You know, I, I think it's back to its old format, you know, inside that theater. It's a lot more relaxed. It's not stuffy like the Oscars. You can say, like, oh, these hosts that they've had are terrible. Look, I understand that Joe Coy has taken a lot of heat. Uh, for his monologue, and I'm not going to sit here and say it was great or it wasn't and give my opinions on it because comedy is subjective. The bottom line with actors, and uh, the best way to describe this is, you know Michael Che from Saturday Night Live? Go to his Instagram account and read what he wrote about the heat that Joe Coy is taking. Essentially, he narrowed it down to, look, these actors don't want to be made fun of. They're way too self-aware. They're way too self-conscious, and all they care about is their image. So most of these people don't want to laugh. 
you could say like, well, Ricky, Ricky Gervais killed it every year as the host. Yeah, but it wasn't because he had these people slapping their knees at his monologue. Ricky Gervais was more for the viewers. The viewers wanted to see what Ricky Gervais said because he eviscerated people in that room. They weren't like hysterically laughing every time Ricky Gervais said something. It turned into people looking around the room. People were like, ooh, you know, because he was very, very edgy. It's not like he was knee-slappingly funny. You know, even when Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosted, they're ripping these people. And these people are people that are so high and mighty and have been coddled their whole life and have been surrounded by yes people their whole lives. They don't want to hear anything negative about themselves, period. So Michael Che just said, look, we need to stop having comedians host the Golden Globes because nobody wants to. None of these people in that room want to hear it. So you can say what you want about Joe Coy. The guy's a very funny stand up comedian. He was named the host of that show 10 days in advance. So clearly he wasn't ever going to put together this awesome monologue. And some of his jokes were funny and some of them weren't. It's just comedy is subjective. But I was just wondering what happened. Why do people not watch this show anymore? I I don't really. Is it because a lot of the shows that are up for awards are on streaming services now and it's not like what it used to be? where everything that all the shows and and the movies that were up for awards were a lot of things that people watched. Not saying that people don't watch these shows. It's just, I guess it's just a different era. I had no idea it had dropped that much. I mean, this for almost 20 years, it averaged 19 to 20 million viewers, and now it can't draw more than seven. I understand everything's going down in TV and ratings are down across the board with everything, but sheesh, that is... Uh, that's a that's a giant tumble. And look, I didn't watch it, so I guess I'm part of the problem. But I don't know. I didn't really watch it before, you know. So I, I'm not I'm not the demo for this for this show apparently. So uh, I just had no idea it had suffered that much. All right, let's talk about HelloFresh. You know me, not big of a cook myself. I don't like to cook. It takes too much time, and going out and buying everything and figuring out, well, well, how much do I, a tablespoon of this? And what do I need of this? And no, HelloFresh is what you need. I'm telling you, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients just sent to you. Seasonal recipes right to your doorstep. It makes cooking easy, fun, affordable. Each HelloFresh box is packed with the farm fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep. Less hassle, less weight food. You don't have to go to the grocery store and deal with Grocery store people, wait in line, any of that stuff. Not to mention, these recipes are so easy to follow. 30 minutes or less, I'm telling you, HelloFresh is the way to go. And what they are doing for you, the listeners of Reality Steve, they're giving you free breakfast. They're hooking you up. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree and use code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Also, it's brought to you by Microdose. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today. At Microdose.com, promo code RealitySteve. It's available nationwide. That is Microdose.com, promo code RealitySteve for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code 
Reality Steve. Amy Holmes, excuse me, <laughs> Amy Roback, TJ Holmes had another episode of their podcast that just started in 2024. And they had on somebody, um, or they, they had the results of an OKCupid compatibility questionnaire from their guest, Michael K., who's the head of communications for OKCupid. So I guess they wanted to share with everybody. It's like a practice for couples to see how compatible they are. It's like, okay, we've all heard of dating sites and all this stuff. And it's one of these things where I was like, okay, what, what, what are they doing? <laughs> like, because apparently they had a disagreement that nearly ended their relationship. This is something different. Remember the last time we talked about them, they said they, they fought differently and TJ doesn't like confrontations. So he left for like two days or something like that. Um, the closest we got to our relationship ending was a disagreement, a fight we had that was really based on a fear and lack of communication to where we thought, wow, we went through all this and maybe we're not compatible. Maybe we missed something. So uh, I guess let's take an OkCupid compatibility test. Certainly that'll tell us how great we are for each other. And it's like, okay, <clears throat> um, they're both extroverts. They're both intense people. Uh, they're morning people who enjoy relaxing at home. They're closer to their family. You're open to cooking together. Okay. And then Michael K., the head of OkCupid, said he shared that the pair were aligned on the test's saucy questions, which included their bedroom preferences. So I guess this is the titillating thing is that's supposed to grab the audience and the headlines. So now we know what... T.J. Holmes and A.B. Amy Roback like in the bedroom. Here is what was determined by this questionnaire. You both enjoy sex more than foreplay. You're super into post-workout sex and shower sex. And people, they prefer cuffs over ropes. So there was literally no question off limits in this test, which made it so much more fun. There's a lot in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, that you aligned on. So I'm really trying to understand why that makes them, why, why we now know this about TJ and Amy, that what type of sex they prefer. It's now known. And oh yeah, they like to cuff each other over uh, tying each other up with a rope. Great. Thanks for the visual. Thank you, OkCupid. I don't think anybody was asking for this. Because they had a fight, they needed to do this? <laughs> Shit. I'll, I'll pass. Talk about information I didn't need to know today. Well, now I know that TJ Holmes and Amy Roback like to handcuff each other. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. The things that people share sometimes, I swear. Mentioned this last week, but we're getting closer. This Friday, Traders Season 2 on Peacock, which, by the way, you have to have a subscription to to watch the Miami Dolphins-Kansas City Chiefs game on Saturday night. It's the only way you can watch it. Unless you live in Miami or Kansas City, the only way you can watch an NFL playoff game this weekend on Saturday night, Dolphins at Chiefs, is if you have a, a subscription to Peacock. 
Also, if you have a subscription to Peacock, you can also watch The Traders, which comes out season two on Friday. They're going to drop three episodes. Last season, they just dropped the whole season on one day. This time, no. We're getting three episodes on Friday, and then every week following that, it's going to be on Thursdays, and we're going to get one episode. I'm going to do my best to watch it on Thursdays, so we will always have the traders to talk about on Friday. Probably not going to talk about these Friday's episodes until Monday's Daily Roundup, but I'm so looking forward to this. It was the best reality show of 2023, hands down, for me. Just refreshing to watch, really interesting, a lot of conniving. You know, I, I'm looking to see what the twists are they put on this season. Can't wait. So just a reminder to everybody, Traders Season 2, it's only on Peacock. So go subscribe to it if you don't already. I think it's $6 a month, and that's for ads. If you want no ads, I think it's uh, another 7 I just know I have no ads on Peacock, so I think I pay $13 a month. But if you just want to watch this show with ads and be able to watch the football game on Saturday night, Dolphins at Chiefs, go get Peacock. Go sign up. And finally, I want to end with this. We talked about former Bachelor producer Alana Noel, who has a podcast called Recipe for Crazy. And she said some things back in late 2023 on her podcast. We discussed here on this podcast. And um, she had a basically a, you know, if I had to define it, it'd be a, uh, uh, a, a 2024 new year, new me kind of episode uh, that dropped yesterday. And I, I don't want to sit here and talk about each thing that she said, but just know that there is some crazy and piping hot Bachelor Nation tea in this podcast. It wouldn't do me justice to sit here and go over it. The best thing I could say is you got to go listen to it for yourself. There is some things in there where she, you know, the first time she went around and talked about this, she didn't name anybody by name. There were some things that she talked about and instances where if you're a Bachelor fan, you knew who she was talking about. This time, she doesn't hold back. She names names, and there are some serious, serious stories about certain people in this franchise. Not to mention some serious, serious stories about people that she worked with superiors on the show I, I i can't do anything more other than say you got to go listen for yourself and form your own opinion because i can't sit here i mean this, these are her stories pretty much everything she said i had never heard before outside of one thing but you got to go listen for yourself the podcast is called recipe for crazy you will listen to this and you will be like holy shit and I, that's not hyperbole i'm telling you because people are named and there's some serious accusations in there. So um, go listen. Recipe for Crazy by Alana Noel. Episode dropped yesterday. It's a 2024, basically her forgiving people. The woman's been through a lot. If you listen to her podcast at the end of last year, basically she used to date a former producer on the show by the name of Scott Marson. And a lot of her podcasts were about him and what she found out well after the fact of after they broke up and what she's had to deal with. And let's face it, she went scorched earth on her podcast yesterday. So go listen to it at 
if you're interested at Recipe for Crazy by Alana Noel. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. I really appreciate it. Sports Daily is coming up in an hour from now as well. And we're back again tomorrow, yet, with three more podcasts. We've got your Daily Roundup, we've got your Sports Daily, and we've got podcast number, whatever it is, with former Temptation Island host Mark Wahlberg. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!